Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. My guest today is Julie Ryan, psychic and medical intuitive. Her website is askjulieryan.com. She also has a podcast, askjulieryan.com, which is a call-in show. Julie, we had another segment where we talked about your medical intuitive and psychic gifts. I'd like to talk a little bit about the universal experiences that people have as they are dying and the work that you do with the process of dying. Um, And I know you also have a 12 phases of transition model that you work with when people are passing. So what can you tell my listeners about the work with people who are dying or the death experiences? Well, everybody goes through what I call the 12 phases of transition. And that's how we're surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets, Jill, as we're approaching death. And I find that there's lots of information out there about near-death experiences and the afterlife and the phases of grieving, certainly the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross phases of grieving and all of that. But there wasn't much information about what happens as we're actually dying. And I find that people are really afraid of that in our culture, and and it's been really bastardized by civilizations and religions throughout the millennia, and people are afraid whether they're going to fly or fly when they die. I think that's a great, great way to put it. So everybody goes through what I perceive as the 12 phases of transition, whether they die instantly, like in the case of a homicide or a suicide, or whether their death is prolonged and lasts a long time. There's a gal that called into my show for two years, and her father was in phase 11 of 12 for two years. He was an Alzheimer's patient, and the family was saying, my goodness, I, I don't know what he's hanging around for. And we talked with him, and what he told us was he was giving his wife the opportunity to get used to not having him around, primarily because she'd never lived alone. When they got married, she lived at home, and then she lived with him for 60-some years and had never lived alone. So that was really sweet. Right. But the, the angels and deceased loved ones have a configuration that they assume, and I can scan somebody anywhere in the world real time, and I can tell you what phase of transition they're in. And then as we watch over days or even hours sometimes, the progress through those different phases of transition, we can tell how close to death they are. And that comes in really handy for family members who are traveling and who are taking time off work to come be with the person at the end of their life. Yes, you know, that comes in handy for people a lot. I just had a client whose father was dying in Australia, and I kind of got the timeline, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you need to go immediately. And she was hemming Mm -hmm. and hawing because of the quarantine. I said, if you were to leave now, which was in August, uh, you'll be able to see him before he passes. And I kept getting the date of 9-9, which, you know, September 9th. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I kind of was feeling that he was doing the preparations, and she told me about a dream she had. And I'm like, he's going through the stages. And so she took her time, you know, she kind of waited a little bit and she got into the country of Australia 
and her father died the next day. So she didn't get to see no. her. But if she, oh. if she had worked with this process, I think something like this, what I'm trying to say, would have been extremely useful for her. I kind of knew psychically, but, you know, she wasn't quite ready. But if she had known, like, there's actually a system, a very left brain person, if she had known there's actually kind of a systematic way that people get ready to leave, I think that might have helped her in this, this case. But it is a great um, benefit for people to know these, these 12 phases that people go through and that the person well, who's leaving isn't alone. I mean, they have all their spirit yeah. troop there with them. Exactly. A couple of thoughts on that. First of all, your client who got to Australia but wasn't in times with people, Dad, we all, our spirit all decides when we go, where we go, how we go, and who's with us when we go. So it was perfect the way that it unfolded for her father. Exactly. Had her father wanted her to be there, he would have waited. Do you see that? I mean, ask any funeral director. They have millions of stories about the family sat with Grandma for three weeks, and Aunt Susie got up to get a cup of coffee, and Grandma slipped out while Aunt Susie was out of the room for five minutes. We've all heard stories like that. That's number one. Number two, with the phases of transition, people can utilize these phases by just asking, what phase is my dad in? Is my dad in one of the phases of transition? And they'll get an answer instantly. This goes back that we all have disability. They'll get an answer instantly, Jill. Yes. And you'll, they'll hear phase four. And then they can refer to the chart and the graphics online on my website. A lot of people will download that chart when they have a loved one who's dying. And then they're able to communicate, okay, what phase is friend at in? is in phase seven, you know, and they can ask and they'll get those answers and then they can refer. And it gives so much comfort to the family to know that their loved one is surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones. Right. And pet spirits, pet lovers love that their pet spirits are there. Right. You said the animal spirits arrive in phase seven for people yeah. who are getting ready to pass or who are passing. Just to share a little bit, again, they can go onto your website, askjulieryan.com to see the 12 phases. But your first phase is that spirit actually exits the body. So they may be lying there in the hospital bed and to all appearances look like they're still here, but the spirit has already exited, correct? The spirit exits the body, but stays attached to the body at the top of the head. And it looks like a bubble that you would see in a cartoon yes. that would have the cartoon character's thoughts or, or comments in it, Bill. I yeah. call it cartoon caption bubble, and then I call that the spirit bubble. So the spirit bubble will stay attached to the body, and then at the very end, when they're transitioning to heavens and non-physical, their spirit form and it detaches from the body. But interestingly enough, when somebody is dying and they're in one of the phases of transition, I am unable to do a medical scan because the spirit is the power source for the body. So it would be as if I was trying to look at an x-ray in a pitch black room with no electricity, no x-ray machine. I couldn't even hold it up to the light, which I find fascinating that that when I'm scaring somebody, the spirit needs to be inside the body. Actually, the body is inside the spirit. Right. So I perceive it. And and when, the, when somebody's dying, I'll say, well, they're in phase whatever of transition and I'm unable to get a medical read on. I can ask questions 
and get information that way. But as far as seeing an actual CT scan or an X-ray in my head, that doesn't work because it doesn't have a power source inside the body. Well, right there then is the information for whoever is asking that if you can't get the medical scan, that means that they're on their way to exit, you know, that body, that they are in process, which right then that information is very important for people to know so that they can act accordingly. And it's almost like you're doing here with the 12 phases of transition, what used to be what shamanic healers did or those who literally midwifed people into death or the other side. And as as you mentioned earlier, our society has kind of neglected that Western society. And I think that, you know, you share a beautiful model with the 12 phases of transition that as we, we accept death as more as part of life as the Tibetans do, that great book, the Tibetan book of living and dying by a Lama, that, you know, as our society accesses and accepts it more, there won't be such um, fear around it. It, it. They will realize it is mm-hmm. a natural process. And mm-hmm. I, I do like what you say, and I agree with that, um, that everybody, you know, each soul, each person does actually choose when, how, they're going to leave and who will be there or if they're going to do it alone. So in this current situation with the pandemic, all these people who are dying without family, on some level their soul did choose that, even though that doesn't make sense to the people who are being left behind. Um, so this Exactly. Exactly. It's hard to wrap our human brains. But we don't know what their spirit came in to explore. Right. And obviously that was part of the equation for that. Interestingly enough, as far as the 12 phases of transition, I believe that people have been able to see this since the beginning of time, and as we've gotten more well-educated, we've shut down our intuitive abilities because we went through faith problems and solutions to problems, but there's a prayer said at the end of every Roman Catholic funeral, and it's called In Paradisum, and it talks about the angels and your loved ones who will greet you and lead you into paradise. And when I was writing my book, Angelic Attendance Still, I did some research to find out where that prayer came from. Yes. And what I could find is that it originated as a 5th century Gregorian chant. And certainly, it's feasible that it took them a 5th century until some people were well-educated enough, because, you know, cultures have been illiterate till really a couple of hundred years ago, maybe even sooner than that, more recent than that. But... Back then, the most learned people were men, and they were in monasteries and synagogues, and they were the keepers of the records. So some monks wrote that prayer. Hey, listeners, I have some exciting news. Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, the radio show, is changing times from 8 o'clock p.m. Monday nights to 11 a.m. on Sundays beginning in October, broadcasting on 95.9 FM WATD and streaming live on 959WATD. Dot com Sundays at 11 a.m. This is great news for my European listeners there in Romania and Sweden because you can tune in now via the internet and hear the show live and it won't be in the middle of the night for you. The beauty of the radio show is that you can call into the studio 781-837-4900 
and get a mini astrological reading from me or a mini psychic reading from one of my on-air guests. So tune in on Sundays at 11 a.m. starting in October. The other thing that I find so interesting about the 12 phases of transition is there is clinical research that validates that 80% of patients at the end of life see either in dreams or in visions deceased loved ones' spirits and the spirits of deceased animals. And there's a great book called Death is But a Dream. Oh, yes. by uh, a physician called Chris Perk, A-E-R-R, who's a hospice director, and he's done studies with the University of Buffalo. And so his book validates, from a political standpoint, what I'm doing from a spiritual standpoint, and vice versa, my book validates from a spiritual standpoint what his book talks about from clinical research. You're mentioning some amazing points here, Julie. I want to go back to the Catholic prayer that comes from a Gregorian chant. So when when we start looking at the Gregorian chants, their vibration, their frequency, there's something called the solfeggio frequencies. And it's funny because you said when you do your work, what do you do? You raise your frequency up to that of spirit so that you can look down on the physical plane. So very interesting as people are getting ready to leave, that prayer has a frequency. As they've passed, there's this frequency coming from the prayer, the Roman Catholic prayer, which is from the vibration of Gregorian chant. So then again, we get vibration and frequency lifting people to the higher realms of spirit. Fascinating correlations. I want to... Yeah, um, uh, wonderful stuff that we're we're exploring here. I have one other story I'd love to share. Oh yes, about all this. yeah, we love that. One day when I was with my mentor Susan, she dropped on me. She does healings on me. You know, I work on people all around the world. She's doing all this stuff. So uh, when I am getting a healing from her, I'm laying on a massage table, and my deceased loved ones' spirits are in the room, and they line both sides of the table and they participate in the healing. I she can see them, and I can see them. So one day. This dead Pope shows up, Jill. Okay. I mean, the whole Pope out there. Oh, wow. Okay. And, I said, well, and I said, well, who are you? And he said, I'm Clement. And I said, there was a Pope Clement? He started laughing. He said, yeah, I was number six. Okay, great. Can I help you? And he said, you're supposed to teach the world about what happens when somebody's dying because it's been so convoluted and that people are afraid and it just does that there's a glorious component to it. And you're supposed to teach the world about it. So I said, I'm not doing that. I'm a businesswoman. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just get on with it. You know, everything you've done in your career is to prepare you for what's ahead. And so I went out to the car to leave after I was done with Susan. And just for kicks, Jill, I Googled Pope Clement the Six. Oh, yeah, Pope what Clement. What I learned was, he was in office during the bubonic plague when two-thirds of Europe died. Oh, wow. And he, that's the Black Plague, and he's best known for his prayers for dying and his prayers for the dead. And I said to myself, oh, Ryan, you can't make this stuff off. Right. And he's been my main spirit guide ever since. And he's a riot. He always shows up his whole folk outfit. And I even said to him one day, I said, 
you don't have to wear the hat. I know who you are. And he laughed, and he just said, yeah, it's just what I do. Just in case you don't recognize him, he shows up in the Pope yeah. outfit. But, I mean, he's he's here in our current time with our current plague, our pandemic, bringing oh, yeah. in all the teachings that he had cultivated in his lifetime, sharing them with you. I love it. That is phenomenal. So as we're talking about what happens when we transition from this life into the next, this is a great time to talk about your book, Angelic Attendance. What really happens as we transition from this life into the next? What can our listeners, what can you tell them about that book? Well, I talked about the 12 phases of transition. The first time I saw this was with my own mother when she was dying in 2002. And and I was seeing all this stuff happen spiritually, and I thought, oh, for gosh sakes. And I saw these spirits in the room of deceased people that I hadn't thought of in 25 years. And their spirits were in the room, and deceased spirits of our dogs that we had when we were kids growing up, and other animals. And and uh, so at her funeral, I, I heard that in Paradisum's prayer differently than I'd ever heard it before. And I thought, whoa, whoa, this is exactly what I've seen. So over the years, then I have helped other families who had a loved one that was dying, and that was before Pope Clement showed up. And he was encouraging me to to spread this around the world. And honestly, it took several years for me to get the golden ovary courage to put this out there because I thought, people are going to think I'm nuts. Right. That's when you... But But I did. And the book now is, as I, the letters I get, the emails I get, Bill, about, oh my gosh, your book has brought so much comfort as we were losing a loved one, or oftentimes it's given to people who've just lost a loved one. My church gives one to everybody that comes in to plan a funeral, and I, I have emails from churches all over the country and synagogues that use it as part of their Sunday school class. And they make it, you know, something that they just include as required reading or suggested reading wow. for their classes, which I didn't see that coming at all. Wow, what a great service to offer to the Sunday school students and to people who are attending services for loved ones who have passed. What a, what a great gift. Folks, as the days get shorter and the nights get a little cooler... Don't you just feel like sitting by the fire pit with a nice glass of wine to unwind? But you can't stand the pesticides and fillers and wine headaches you get from most wines? Let me tell you about Scout & Cellar Clean Crafted Wine. Scout & Cellar is organic, clean crafted, and always free of synthetic pesticides, chemical additives, and sweeteners. The best thing is, they have a whole range from sparkling, white, rosé to red. Try this delicious pure wine straight from the grape to your glass. Order yours at Scout, S-C-O-U-T, and Cellar, C-E-L-L-A-R, dot com, backslash Jill Jardine. Which then takes me to my next question, Julie. So somebody's passed, and then part of your repertoire of gifts is that you also can communicate with the deceased. So that's a mediumistic yeah. type of gift here. And so right. maybe... Some of our listeners don't know what that comprises of or how uh, connecting with somebody. You already explained the example of the Pope on the other side, but like, how does that look like when you connect with somebody on the other side who has passed? 
Well, our heads are like big satellite dishes, and they receive and transmit frequencies. And every spirit has their own frequency through all of their lifetime. So how we tune our satellite dish head into the person who's the state that we want to talk to, whether we do them or not, doesn't matter, is we just think of them. And it's like tuning your radio dial in your car to 24.7, and you'll get smooth jazz, or 102.3, and you have classic rock. It's really that simple. And spirit will communicate telepathically, and anybody can do this. You just ask a question or make a statement, and they're going to respond in an instant. It's going to come in as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a couple of seconds, that's going to be your brain talking to you. And spirits are really literal, so if you're looking for advice, you always want to make the question really specific. Because they're always going to give you a correct answer about how applicable it is. It's going to be determined by how you ask the question. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, it's really fun, and we'll get information. I had a client yesterday who had her parents' ashes, and she said, I don't know what to do with them. If she'd had them for 10 years or longer, it's, I don't know whether to bury them or sprinkle them somewhere or whatever. She said, can you ask my parents where they would like for me to sprinkle them? And I, I what they answered was Yosemite. And she burst into tears. And I thought, oh, no, I've offended her. And she said, that's where they were married. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I just got the Kundalini so get, spirit chills. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we get answers that are are uh, oh some some mediums call it uh, what do they call it? evidential medium right they evidential mediumship evidential mediums yeah right and, and I think all spirits are going to give you information that that oftentimes there's no way you could know uh, you know if you don't know the family or whatever and know like I think the Yosemite red my ashes in Yosemite is a really good example of that so it's really that simple and I think we do that naturally and then we'll get an answer and it feels like it's our thought because spirits communicate telepathically so it does feel like our thought but then they'll discount it they'll think, I don't know if it's my imagination it's actually a spirit communicating to you so we just have to ask, right? We just have to ask those loved ones in spirit oh, yeah. and listen. And the other right. thing that happens, I think a lot of my clients, I try to explain to them when they dream about the loved one in spirit, they're actually showing up for them and connecting yeah. with them. And you can also ask them questions in the dream space as far as things that's you right. want to know. That's, that's an, right. That's another way that the deceased can connect with us and relate some messages or information. You are a font of information and healing, Julie Ryan. My guest today has been Julie Ryan, psychic and medical intuitive, medium, pet scanner, healer of those in the process of dying, a transitionary assistant, we could say. You have quite the skill set and if my listeners want to know more about you, they can go check out your website, Ask Julie Ryan, and listen to your podcast, Ask Julie Ryan, and order your books, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens as We Transition from This Life into the Next, and your Angel Messages for Kids book. And I think you told me you have a third book coming out. I do. It's called Angel Messages for Dogs. It's Angel Messages as a series. And when do I have time for one more quick story about Angel Messages for Kids? Yes. 
Okay, book Clement was on my case to get that book out. I had many moms say to me, can you write a book that's a picture book for my little children so I can explain how they can see spirits and what happens when grandma dies and that kind of stuff. So I did. And last year, Pope Clement said to me, you have to have it out before Christmas. And I said, well, I don't know that I can get it out that fast. Anyways, long story short, I did. I got it out on December 20th. And then COVID hit in March. And I was on a show in Australia, and the host, I was telling the story about Clement really pushing me to get it out by Christmas. And I thought it was to give as a Christmas gift. And this gal from Australia who was, I was on her show, and she said, well, now you know why Pope Clement wanted it out in time for Christmas. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, that's about the time the pandemic was started. Exactly. And all these little children around the world who are watching TV and seeing their lives be disrupted and listening to their parents talk about the death and dying, and we can't go out because we might get this disease and die, she said, that's why he wanted it out. And I thought, bingo, you are so right. There was a deadline that you didn't even know about that was I know. That was coming along early in twenty twenty. And what a gift for these young young children, for these kids to have an understanding of angels and messages from the other side. So all in divine timing as we say, right? Right. And follow your guidance, even Ex- when you don't know why you're being guided to do it. Exactly. Ours is not to wonder why. My guest today has been Julie Ryan. Thank you so much, Julie, for being our guest on Cosmic Scene. Really have been blessed to receive all this information and healing from you. This is Jill Jardine of Cosmic Scene signing off and sending you healing, medical, intuitive, scanning, vibrations through the quantum field. Uh,